Welcome back to another episode of Addicted to MRR. Today we have Casey Zeman of Easy Webinar. How you doing, Casey? I'm good, Travis. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little while, but you and I go back, uh, I guess, quite a ways, don't we? Yes. Uh, I mean, we've been, you know, we've been, we've known each other. Oh man, it's been, it's probably five plus six plus years. I don't know. I think it's like seven. I think we met back in 2012. Oh man, yeah. It's. I think you're right. I think. <laughs> I think you're. You were so right. We met. Met when. I, when easy webinar was still a plugin and when you were doing a lot with contest, uh, domination. Yep. And kind of, we were both just kind of getting our, our feet wet in the WordPress game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So why don't you, uh, just kind of give us a quick rundown about what easy webinar is, and then we'll go into why you created it and kind of the journey. Cause you, you've had an interesting product evolution, but why don't you let us know what easy webinar is today? Yeah. So easy webinar is both a, uh, high definition live stream platform as well as an evergreen webinar funnel builder. Basically, we host everything on our platform and you can go from running live webinars, meetings and different live stream options with multiple presenters sharing your screen, your camera, your presentation, video, and then turn all of that into an evergreen webinar. You could actually take the live webinars that you run through Easy Webinar and turn those into evergreen webinars. And so we're kind of like a hybrid of, of like Zoom as with our with our high definition live stream, no latency streaming platform, but also a um, basically a funnel builder. But we kind of look at webinars as a the better experience than just like a sales, a typical sales funnel, because Sales funders are so popular now, but but what we want people to have is a higher level of experience. And so we are also, as I as I already said, a webinar uh, sales funnel tool. But I like to call it a webinar experience tool, which is kind of like just takes the sales funnel experience and puts it on steroids. So so we have wonderful people using our system uh, that will sell their courses, their programs, their products twenty four seven, leveraging our evergreen webinars, and of course using our live webinars to build their email list, build more engagement, D definitely do the selling. But the whole idea of the evergreen is that they can scale up that marketing and that uh, relationship building using the power of webinars. So, and we've, we've definitely had an interesting journey. I mean, we started off as a, uh, back in the day, I think I, when you and I were talking in 2012, I started to conceptualize easy webinar and, I remember I, I'm I'm a course creator by uh, like I, my, that was how I started online as a course creator, and my first course was all about YouTube marketing and basically I I wanted I was run, the only way I was ever able to sell my course was running webinars so I ran a webinar I was running webinars like four four times a week oftentimes and I was just getting like super burnt out but in that first year of selling my online courses. I built an email list of 14,000 people and I sold about $245,000 worth of my online course via webinars. But that was it. That's on, the only way I was ever able to sell. So I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid about webinars back in the day because it was the only thing that allowed me to actually make money from selling my course. So that's what kind of led me and in, led me into looking at ways that I can scale up that because I was getting burnt out doing all these live webinars. And so I started to look around and I asked people about what are what are things that are kind of popping right now? What are really interesting things? And and they were like, 
saying how can, you know, scaling up engagement, right? Or scaling up and automating sort of that engagement experience that a webinar can do. And there was probably a, one other tool on the market that was an automated webinar platform. And I think at the time it was Stealth Seminar because they had been around for a while. But there was no WordPress plat. There was no WordPress software that would do automated webinars, right? I had this vision of wanting to stream a webinar from someone's website. So that's when Easy Webinar was born. It was called Easy Webinar Plugin. And I found some developers and they started to develop this plugin tool that would connect with your WordPress site. And, uh, and then they would be streaming evergreen webinars straight from their WordPress site. And so that was the start. And that's when you and I were having conversations back in the day. And it's evolved so much and it's, it's completely different now. We, we don't focus on WordPress. We are a full SaaS platform and, uh, and the, the features and experience has changed. We added the live webinar. We, we had our own proprietary live webinar system built and that was built around, that was built in 2017 and then completely changed our, our, we, we, we formed a new C Corp for easy webinar starting at the beginning of 2018. And we also launched a basically new pricing, a completely new pricing model that we'd never had before, which is basically monthly. And so I've been in the software game for a while, but never, never moved into the SaaS model until basically 2000, the beginning of 2018. And so it's been a really interesting journey we would sell lifetime units of easy webinar. And as a plugin, it was easy. We'd say, say, Hey, here's a license, a one site license or a 10 site license or an unlimited site license. And, and that would be a one-off price, right? And that's how we did it for a long time. We, the headaches were that WordPress, we were always held to somebody else's server capacity, server problems. And so we kept hitting, running into basically just running into massive amounts of support because of that. It wasn't scalable because we were just having to handle everybody else's stuff. And that, that's how we did a launch. In 2015, we did our, our one of our first launches of our tool. It was a plug-in at the time. And in that, with this launch, we did a seven-figure launch. And then we had a bunch of new customers. And it was so difficult to handle all the support that came in from people's own servers, right? You understand what I'm saying. Like you have an influencer who, you know, starts to get a ton of traffic coming to their website, but they have a, they have a shared hosting server, right? And so we had to, we had to basically teach people like, oh, you need to upgrade to, you know, to a better server or a dedicated server. And, and it was like all these things that we had to do. So it caused so many problems internally for us. And then finally, we had the vision of like in 2016, we we're like, all right, no, we, we stopped affiliate, the affiliate marketing stuff because we were, we thought a couple things. We, we first knew we wanted to change internally before we even have other partners come in and start to promote again. And so 2016, we started to migrate to basically hosting everything on our website, right? So no more hosting in WordPress. We were going to be the main hosts of everything. And that's basically what we what we did in 2016 into 2017 we changed the model of easy webinar to where we hosted everything the emails the pages all of it 
right? Now we still have the WordPress plugin, which was still causing us some issues. So we tweak that as well. And now we do have a WordPress plugin, but it only does automated webinars. And so it, it's it's basically a stripped away version of our full SaaS. It doesn't, does, definitely doesn't do the live webinars, but you can do automated evergreen webinars, but not, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of what our, our fully hosted SaaS platform does now. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you just start to interject there as someone who went through a similar product evolution, right? As, as I'm sure you remember with contest domination starting as a WordPress plug. I mean, the, the upside is, is it's a lot more affordable to get a minimal viable product out the door. People understand it. There's a, a pretty big and growing marketplace for it. Uh, but we found immediately that the support headaches were explosive. I remember back in, so we switched to SaaS at the end of 2012, beginning of 2013. And James Dyson of the Optimized Press guy still almost doesn't believe me when I said that we were able to 10x our users when we went to SaaS and we actually had less support <laughs> than what we had yeah. with, you know, one tenth of the number of users on WordPress. So, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I, I completely it is it is that way. Like and I was like, we obviously took a lot longer to finally move over to that. Right. I think you but you guys came out earlier than than we did. Contest domination had been in. When did you when did you when did it come into the marketplace? Was that in like 2012 or, or 2012? Yeah. 2012? Early, okay. uh, April 2012 was the first real launch of the WordPress plugin of contest domination. And Inside of four months, I said, we need to move this to a SaaS. And I took all the money that we had made, basically, and plowed it right back into building a SaaS behind the scenes. And then we stopped selling the WordPress plugin mm -hmm. uh, late 2012, sold SaaS kind of early days versions into 2012, and then did another launch in April 2013 of SaaS only. But we have not sold a WordPress copy of our software since I think November 2012. So <laughs> it Smart. was a pretty quick transition. It was just like immediately, hey, if this is a thing that has legs. I immediately wanted to go to an environment that I controlled because as yeah. you said, you'd find people would have, you know, a $1 a month hosting account with sometimes literally hundreds of plugins installed. And it's like, no wonder there's conflicts and bandwidth issues. So <laughs> Yeah. And it was tough because then it's SaaS is tough because you're, you know, people rely on your tool to basically generate their business for them. Right. And so it's like they will people get so frantic, you know, there and and it's it's tough because it's like uh, most of the problems that would occur would be from their server problems, right? But still, they would say, oh, it's easy webinar. So it was it was just a lot of stress too, you know, like you can't control the environment and it was just, it was it was too difficult. And, and we, but we still allowed ourselves to keep it up until like literally 2016 is when we started to pivot, right? Well, but even if, even if the problem is on your side and you deploy a fix, you can't know with certainty that all of your customers have the new version that's fixed. You know, or right. that they're on a, a version of WordPress or PHP on their server that supports your fix. You know, one thing yeah. about a SaaS, if, if the problem is on your side or even if it's a usability thing and not like a code bug, really, you know, you deploy a fix and, you know, right then every single customer has the fix. Exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's it's instantaneous. Right. Yeah. I mean. And I, I mean, there, there are benefits to having a WordPress software. You have the marketplace and there are pricing benefits. You know, we we knew that we were going to go with more lifetime because we could basically sell, you know, a site license. Right. And then we could sell another one to the same person. And so that that made sense. But overall, we just we just measured the 
the positives and negatives. And we came up with the fact that that SaaS just made way more sense fundamentally for our growth and scalability, especially with how much customer support and headaches we were experiencing. And then so when we when we moved over, we had the same same thing happen where we grew more customers and and had fewer and fewer support problems, right? Which was great. That was kind of like our own journey and experience. 2016, 2017, again, as I said, we didn't do much with partnerships. We just basically did more with funnels and then knew I had this vision of, of wanting to be, be a holistic webinar platform, you know, not just an evergreen webinar system, which the people that are really earning top revenue with our system are using it for evergreen, right? But it's a very, it's, it's not as large of an audience. I mean, the people that are using our system and they're, they're doing, you know, like six, they're doing six figures a month with selling their courses, their programs, their coaching on autopilot. And that's awesome. Right. And we have like Jay Shetty, Bob Proctor, Amy Porterfield, Melissa Griffin, you know, all these. Yeah, but those, are, those are outliers, you know, in the marketplace. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's awesome. And I know that, that, that will help us to, to get more evergreen customers, but we wanted to get people from the beginning of their journey with, with like leveraging webinars to build that know, like, and trust connection with somebody right away and then move into scaling with evergreen. And so that's, that's why we, in 2017, started to start to build our own no latency, high definition, what we call the live engine, which is basically our own WebRTC streaming system that, you know, that works on mobile, that works on, that works on Safari, that has all the bells and whistles of a webinar platform that you want, where you can have multiple presenters, no latency chat, you can push buy now buttons and everything else. Like, so we wanted it to be better than GoToWebinar, better than Zoom as it relates to, to marketing, right? Because then all of that stuff is track trackable. That's the other thing about our system is we wanted to make it really, we wanted to dial in analytics because we feel that knowing the experience that someone's having in a webinar and being able to then apply some certain segmented campaigns that follow up based on that those actions taken or that experience was a very necessary thing, especially now with how marketing right now is more conversational, right? And so we wanted to keep that, that our software in that same vein of being able to grow in that direction where, you know, some one's unique path has a unique set of emails or points of connection that relate to that, that person's path. And instead of not relating, like, you know, oftentimes platforms can do so. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of setting up automated journeys that each contact can go through in a unique way based on what they actually engage with. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're in the automation space mm -hmm. for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's not just kind of a dumb follow-up sequence. You want to actually change the offers and the way that you communicate with prospects based on how they're working through your system and, you know, where yeah. they're tripping over and providing more value where areas where they may be asking more questions or effectively raising their hand without even fully realizing it. So those are all important aspects of today's modern marketing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we, we went, so we, that's really what we've been diving into and doing more of. And people have really loved it because they can create segmented follow-up campaigns and, uh, 
all based on the actions performed during the webinar and whether it's live or automated. And so we have we have a lot on our roadmap as we continue down this this journey. But it's been a really interesting ride, especially since the beginning of 2018, just switching completely over to having a monthly recurring revenue model, which <laughs> was not the case <laughs> years previous. And it's like, why am I like just kicking myself <laughs> that we didn't do it earlier? Yeah, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Because you, you effectively sort of blown up your business twice, right? Because you, you went from, you know, WordPress to SaaS, and then you went from lifetime to recurring. So keeping in mind that you've only been selling subscription based options since January 2018. What is your MRR at right now, approximately just to since you effectively started from scratch? Yeah, so with the monthly recurring and the new packages that we did based on like, in, I remember in like February of 2018, we were at like 10 or 15,000 monthly recurring. We are now at 90,000 for, for those new packages. So we've well, congratulations, man. That's, that's over a seven year, seven figure a year business on recurring revenue that you can depend on without having to break your backs every single month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I, and I look at it. I mean, I could beat myself up and say, like, this is what we've could have done so many years ago. But basically, as you as you just said, we, we basically blew up our business. And this is not all our revenue because we do have uh, revenue coming in from coaching as well as some yearly rebills that were that have been consistently hitting but those packages are the packages that we no longer actually sell right and so i'm i'm talking about like what we're actively what is actively selling in terms of what our packages look like right now sure yeah so. that, that that's the main thing the, the main reason that i ask people that are on this show about their mrr it's not necessarily a measuring stick so to speak it's more about relatability so that other people that are out there building recurring revenue model businesses have an idea of like, okay, well, if this business is doing about 90K a month MRR, how does that relate to me? And so how does the advice apply to my business is a lot mm -hmm. of times the questions that people have. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it took you, what, you know, a year and a half or so to get to 90K MRR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what is your churn? That, that's enough time to kind of get an idea about churn. Do you have any idea what your churn looks like from a percentage standpoint? Yeah. So it's about 1.9% from the last time I think one of my guys sent me some of the some of the data. Month over month, it's about 1.9. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, I have your, your site pulled up here and it looks like, you know, looking at your packages, you you have monthly pricing, 78 a month, 129 a month, 499 a month. And then you offer each of those three an annual flavors for approximately, you know, up to 25% discount. What do you find at those price points? Like what's the most popular plan? And then what's the most popular type of plan? So, you know, yeah. standard pro enterprise and then monthly versus annual. Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, initially, and this is what other, <laughs> what this is what also changed. Like first we had, we were offering. So if you notice, if you toggle over to monthly, the lowest package we have is $78 a month. But when we first opened this up, we only off, we offered it at $39 a month. And we, that was our standard. And standard was just live webinars without automated webinars. And then they'd have to add an automated webinar feature to, and then that would bump them to 78. But what we noticed is that a majority of people were actually coming in 
and doing the 78 and people that were actually that were coming in and solely doing $39 to pay for the live, they were, they were not really high quality customers. They seemed to be the, the, uh, turn and burn. Yeah. The turn and burn. We had a higher refund rate, uh, refunds, uh, happening without that package. And so we made the collective decision to just increase our, our minimum standard price. And we pump, bump that basically back up to 78. So 78. And then, so we were selling that and then we were like, you know what, we really want to get people into the standard package. And so we focused, it seems like when you decide you want to focus on where you want people to be and you really put attention into it, you can get them there. So pro monthly was really where we wanted to get most people because what we noticed is the people that were coming in at pro monthly, they were sticking around longer. They had businesses already and they were they were users, right? And they, and, and there wasn't a high churn and that was, that was great. So what we decided to do is, is make our pro feature rich. I mean, it's, this is not rocket science. We just made the pro level have like certain features were only available in pro. Yeah. You make it attractive for the, for the avatar of your ideal user. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we, that's, that's what we started to do. And so now our a standard is is the one that's probably sold the most, but at least forty percent of the people that come in are getting the pro monthly. So that's that's been good. Like we we see that and we're like, okay, let's just keep pressing. And now our next thing is to probably focus a lot more on getting more enterprise people in. You know, those are that's like going to be the next phase because we have some new features that are going to be rolled out and we're going to start to we're going to start to tweak and refine it to try to get most a lot of the uh, clients into the enterprise and so so we started doing that and we've been tweaking and, and trying out demos like where people can set up demo calls get on with somebody and that's proven to also be a relatively effective it's not necessarily as scalable as like some of the funnels that we, you know, that we do, but we have funnels out there as well. And some that we're tweaking and, and just trying to get better and better. But we're not, we don't, we're not, it's funny because like, we really haven't kicked it down in terms of Facebook ads and funnels, right at the moment. Uh, we have a, we have an agenda to do that. And then also have, we have an outbound marketing agenda to do as well. And then we have five things that we're trying to work on for growth. And one of them is uh, have outbound sales reps and do a, a, an outbound a marketing uh, push. Another one would be that uh, we would we have a couple of funnels that, you know, we build built with our system that we're going to be we've been working on with Facebook guys and funnel builders. So we're, we're working on that. And we are also going to be pushing out at some point. It's not out right now. We're not sure when it's going to be out, but a trial uh, trial period as well. That one, we feel like we could get a lot more people in through the door that way as well, because we do get a decent amount of traffic coming in simply from referrals. And a lot of the stuff coming in is is a lot of times just from referral based. And then we started to do more. The, the, the fifth prong in all that is, well, fourth prong is partners and affiliate marketing. So we've started to partner on a deeper level with some people, strategic partnerships. We did a webinar with Lewis Howes a couple months ago. Amy Porterfield, we, we're uh, really ramping up with her 
her promotional stuff and so on and so forth. So that's, that's a direction. And then finally, it's a rebrand of our, of our website. We, we seem to go through this like every year and a half or so. We, we feel like we, we're, we want to tweak our message a bit as our platform has also tweaked. So we're, we're going to be doing a few of, of those things. And so we're, we're basically, we're just testing a lot of different things out to see what really is hitting as we, as we continue on with this, this process of, of growth. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's basically what's been what's been going on. So we're still trying to work on all five of those, and we're kind of working on all five of those at the same time. So we have, <laughs> so it's like you, you got to go back to you know working with clients where you got to say, hey, you can only have one number exactly. one priority. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, but what I find is like when we do it, some of the team is held is is just waiting in the wings, you know. So it's like I'm having some of the team working on the redesign, some of the team are working on the funnel building, some of the team. So it's like if I didn't do all that, what I feel is like we're chipping away at it. You know, we're chipping away at it. The demo was one of the elements of of having having a uh, an inbound salesperson. So any any calls that came in, anybody who was interested in a demo, we would bring them into a demo and and then the person that would do the demo has experience in the software and also can help people with knowing what package might be right for them. So that's kind of like what we've been testing out and it's been working, but we we may go back to promoting the webinar funnel and when we do the webinar funnels, oftentimes we do we give an enticing offer for annual. So my goal I like the idea of annual just because I, I've, you know, I remember what it was like to have, you know, from the, the lifetime, you, you got obviously more revenue cash up front in a monthly basis. Right. But um, so you get, what, addicted, you get addicted to what I call big days. <laughs> yeah, big days. Exactly. It's like, oh, that 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 came through. Right. So it's like, yeah, you get addicted to those big days. So what we tr- what we do is we have two webinars that run where we promote our standard yearly and our pro yearly with bonuses on the web on webinars. We also have a four video series that we offer the the yearly standard as well. And so but none of those right now are actual funnels that are being promoted through paid ads. Right now, access to those are just from the website and things like that. And so we're going to we're going to do a push while we've been really refining our funnels to do those more with Facebook ads. We also are wanting to do a self-liquidating offer. What we're going to do with that is we're going to promote some lead magnet stuff that leads into a uh, expert series that we did all around webinars. Uh, we're going to sell that for a low price and then move people in basically to the webinars after that. So we're we're basically building out a, a pretty extensive funnel. It hasn't gone uh, live yet, but we've been testing it and and putting it out there. So for those who aren't familiar, I mean, I, I am, but I want to clarify. So self-liquidating offer is basically a, a, a sale that you, you pitch after an opt-in to hopefully pay for your ad expense. And so when you say low price, what is what is low price in your mind? Because in, in every market, it could be different, right? Low price in some markets might be seven bucks, 47 bucks. Other markets, it might be a grand. So what is a, a low price for training in your mind kind of ballpark that you think will self-liquidate your ad traffic. Yeah. So we're, we're testing it out. We were, I think what we're going to do, cause we, we had this, this basically this video series at $97. So I think what we're going to do is drop that down because we weren't, we weren't seeing a lot of 
action on it, we might drop it to 67 or 47 and see what that does. Okay. That's, that's the idea. I mean, I could, I could probably do like a book launch, I suppose, you know, or drop it down to like $7 or something to that effect, which we, yeah, we've thought about something that low. I don't know. Yeah, we still have to figure it out. I think we're going to just go higher and then whittle down based on what we see as results. Sure. Well, this kind of leads into my next question. You know, when you're selling your standard packages right now, are you offering any upsells when people purchase one of your normal easy webinar plans? At this point, we don't. We need to because we have a, a course that was built, Elite Webinar Mastery, that could be an upsell. But what we do is we take them through. We don't do an initial anything. We don't do any immediate one-time offer type of stuff. We used to. We used to do it and it was really effective, but we pulled back and we were like, we're just going to do the SaaS and, and focus on a 30-day onboarding experience, right? So we built out a 30-day onboarding experience where someone's getting a video every single day, which I think that is maybe uh, accounts for, you know, our lower churn. But what we sometimes do do is we will move some of those people into our high-ticket coaching program. So I have a high-ticket coaching program that those people, once they feel like, once they get sort of these quick wins with doing webinars and we're building that trust with them, we move them into another webinar that teaches them basically how to build out their own high ticket funnel and and it promotes my coaching program, which is is called a marketing fast track where basically we teach them how they can build out their own evergreen funnel and and leverage webinars as a coaching program at, you know, to sell their products, what have you. And so, so we do move people into that, but we don't do it until probably after their 30 days experience with easy webinar. Gotcha. Well, if you just want to hear, you know, from our side, things that have worked well in the past. Yes. So things that I would consider in your shoes is anyone who buys monthly, I would do an upsell video for them to switch them to annual. Anyone who's buying an annual of, say, standard, I would do an upsell video to get them to pro and explain the the benefits of pro, make sure they want to use or not use that. And then for your self-liquidating offer, we actually found that about 20% of the recurring revenue for contest domination came as an upsell video from what originally started as a $10 execution plan offer. So we went from a $10 execution plan to a $97 training for a contest sponsor method and then it would sell them on our unlimited plan and a downsell to a pack of solo credits. But like I said, about 20% of our recurring revenue actually came off of what was initially a tripwire sale. So uh, just uh, for, to for $10? Well, they, they would, they would uh, go from, yeah, $10 on the front end. Then it would upsell to a $97 course. And then the upsell after that was, was a $360 a year kind of domination plan. And if they said no to that, we would offer them a slight discount on a solo credit, which is normally 100 bucks, And it would offer it to them for 77 so that 360 as as the second upsell actually attributed to about 20% of our recurring base. Mm. So just some things to consider. And so that was your tripwire from paid paid ads? Yeah, we did a little bit of paid ads with that, but even just our normal on-site funnel when people would opt in for the contest funnel formula, which was the, the free blueprint and case studies, they mm. would hit a sales page for the $10 execution plan. Wow, I love that. We've thought about flipping the funnel, so to speak, and going with a course first and then, you know, get a year of easy webinar because we do have the course and, and you know, the course that I, but then we decided what we were going to do is offer parts of the course 
on the pricing page. So if you see that on our pricing page, we have Elite Webinar Mastery Foundation course, which is one module of my full Elite Webinar Mastery program. So the, the foundation course is just like the entry point of the program. So, and anybody who pays annual for the standard gets access to that. And then the whole idea of that is that they go through that elite webinar mastery. And then what we attempt to do in that is we try to move those people into pro so they can get access to pro by going back into their, they can get, they, what, what we do after that found in that foundation. we say at the end of it, we say, Hey, awesome. So did you know that we are offering the full program elite webinar mastery? If you pick up the pro annual today, Gotcha. Right. So it's an incentive and bonus to get them to move their account to a higher value account. But only after they go through the Elite Webinar Mastery Foundation program. So once they've seen some of the value in advance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So so that's what we do right now. But, you know, we could definitely like it would be nice to be able to like just have videos pop up if they, you know, like a welcome video that is pretty standard, but then have, hey, did you know that, you know, if you switch to annual right? You can get the elite webinar mastery. Like we could have a video like that. That was basically there for those who pick up the standard monthly. And the other thing that we have in the back is we do do a video on our reseller because we do have this ability to add sub users, but our sub users are a little different than other sub users. And we really need to refine this a bit more because they're more like reseller accounts. Because then if you get standard and you decide you want to buy a reseller package, you can get standard and all the things that come with standard, but at a 75% discount, basically. And so people will, will oftentimes they'll buy that. They'll come in, purchase that, and then they'll, they'll get a new, basically a new easy webinar account that they can give to their clients or whoever. So we've been testing that out. I have to look to see how that's performing. At first, we were making it front-facing from the pricing page, but I think people are just confused on it. So we made it more of like an upsell in the back. But one thing that we are definitely needing to do more of is use the real estate of the app itself to do more internal sales and promotions because we could definitely probably... Right right now, the coaching is is going pretty good, but we could definitely be adding more of like the courses and things like that to this as well. Sure. That makes sense. All right. So I have a a few other things I want to touch on uh, before we get to sort of the final segment, if you don't mind. So the first thing is I want to ask, you know, obviously you started as WordPress plugin, but I always love hearing founders and, you know, CEOs about how did you get your first 10 customers when you were first getting going with EasyWebinar? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about when it was a WordPress plugin back Mm -hmm. in the day, and I was like, first time I was gonna, I was ever gonna market it. Remember, this was back in like 2012, right? So, I took it to the Warrior Forum, <laughs> and I sold a a site license for like 97 bucks on the Warrior Forum, and that was really my first experience with actually selling it. And so we sold a hundred of them on Warrior Forum for 97 dollars, and that's when I I was like, all right, maybe this thing could do actually decently. So that was that was basically my my first experience. That's how I by the first 10 people were was from simply just simply. Well, no, my first 10 people came from me marketing to my email list that I built from being a kind of YouTube consultant. Right. So I I was selling 
I, I had sold my YouTube course. And so I went back in and basically told everybody that the only way I was ever able to sell my course was through webinars. And here's a, we have a plugin coming out and would you like to get access? You know, and we just put that out there and people said yes. And then we send another email saying it's available and you can get an early bird discount. And so they, that's basically how we first sold some of them. That's awesome. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, and then we put it on Warrior and uh, and then sold, you know, 100 copies on Warrior. And so that's how we slowly began to, you know, chip away at, at getting customers. And then people wanted to, you know, promote it or we we then had the vision of doing a launch. But back in those years, I remember first year of launching it, I think it maybe in the first year of the plug-in, you know, it did like, I don't know, maybe like $110,000 or something like that. And then the next year it was like 275. And then 2015, we did a launch. It, it blew up to like, you know, 1.19, you know, in a launch of it at that, in that 2000, in 2015, basically. And then in funny enough, in 2016, it, we, we tapered back like, and then 2017, it tapered back as well because we were in a, we were completely, as you said, blowing up our business basically. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a necessary pain because now you're on, you know, your recurring base alone is basically equal to or better than your best year ever previously. <laughs> yeah. And we can re rely on it. You know, we know we see the forecast. You can look at your metrics and see the forecast and we know what our churn is. So we can, even though we're, we're always working at how do we get more customers to the door? It's at least, uh, has, there's more stability to it. Your, your floor is much higher, which means yeah. your ceiling is higher as well. Exactly. Exactly. I don't have to, I, it, it's not like I have to worry about where the next month is coming from. You know what I mean? It's like, even if we just sucked for one month and didn't have any new acquisition, we would know what that floor is going to be. You know what I mean? So it's like, so that's, that, that is the the biggest benefit. I mean, and it took me so long to figure it out. I'm like just slapping myself over the head, you know, many times. <laughs> well, I mean, I, that, one of my last questions is if you were to do it over today, what would you do differently if you were starting <laughs> from the beginning? You know what I would do? <laughs> yeah, I would immediately probably go for a free trial right away and then try to use and then really use education and and quick wins to keep to keep the stick factor there there i mean there's another software that we're looking at at doing some marketing on pretty soon that we own which is a a sale a mini i'm like a, a mini sale crm system that we're thinking about how we're going to market it and you know right out of the gate we're talking about First, I remember thinking, you know what, I'm going to just make, you know, get, just get some of these sold. I'm going to make them lifetime. Just get pe some people, users through the door, make it lifetime. But that was probably a, a thought I had like a year and a half ago. I, if you ask me now, I, it would be good, a good onboarding experience through education and set up and then run, run a free trial and then test and see where we're at and see how many people we can get sticking around. Because we definitely need to be, have people use the system. And then once they use it and feel like they're in, then we lock them in. You know what I mean? But, but really, like, we need active users. We need people that will, that will do some sort of quick win that we can 
we, that they, that they can, they, they can feel like, oh man, I've accomplished something. I'm, I'm going to keep this thing or maybe, you know, at least for the next week. And, and so when we look at what a software, we, we want to look at what is the fastest way to have that, that quick experience and quick win based on what the software can do. Right. And so we have to think about that for this new software, like what's the major thing that it can do that, has excitement to it that has the kind of the quote unquote, the sexy quality, you know what I mean? Or it gets your customer to the aha moment as yeah. fast as possible. Yeah. Because like you, you, you know, an automation tool, oftentimes people are like, this is so boring. Why would I keep this or why would I do anything? You know? So if you can have pieces of it that where you're, where you're selling the benefit, you're highlighting the benefit and then you're highlighting what you have to do to get to that benefit and the, the sort of the sexy features versus the, the, the non-sexy. I think that when, before you indoctrinate fully a person into your platform, you probably want to lead with what the perception is of the quote unquote hot feature. Right. And then from there, they can say, oh, wait, so I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And they're, and then it's sort of like their organic experience helps to keep them in the system longer. But with that, but you're, but you built, you've created more right out of the gate, that quick aha, as you, as you said it. So, yeah, this is, this is why, so, you know, a lot of the marketing in the last month or so for campaign refinery which as most people know is our marketing automation tool, we've shifted a lot of the more the focus on, hey, look, in one day, you can set up an evergreen flash sale that can then be deployed at any time based on your user's actions. And so that's something that's like, you know, not a lot of people have heard of that before. There's other tools that have allowed you, allowed you to, you know, sort of tack that onto existing systems. But having it baked right in and being able to deploy it quickly gets people to like, man, this is awesome. And this can get me results today because if they actually set it up and then run a, run a list through it, they make sales and it paid for itself. So that's why we've put more focus there lately than just all of the sort of cerebral automation stuff that it can do and instead focused on a couple differentiating factors that we think people can set up quickly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And especially if it's like, you know, by doing this and you can frame it up to where by doing this, it pays for itself. I mean, if you frame it like that and then you can get people deploying it, that's that's an element that will keep them there. For sure. So I want to migrate now into what is probably my favorite part of each interview. I mean, I I love hearing the backstories and I love hearing about pricing because I'm a nerd like that. But my favorite part (laughs) of, of each interview is is the portion where we get to talk about mental health as an entrepreneur and business owner, as someone who personally struggles with journalized anxiety and even panic attacks sometimes, it's really kind of helped shape how I try to approach life and business in ways to mitigate it. So I want to ask you, you know, with stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and depression being a lot more prevalent, I believe, in our community than most people talk about, are any of these things that, that you face throughout your business and your journey? And if so, what things do you do to try to mitigate those on a day-to-day, week-to-week you know, year long basis. Yeah. I mean, man, I, I think a big, a lot of, I know personally, I, I struggle with wanting to provide value and then sometimes not knowing my place of where I provide that value or not feeling like I'm worthy enough to be the person that says, this is what is like, this is the this is this is what you should be doing, right? So would you say you suffer from like the imposter syndrome sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I don't because like I've been doing it, you know, a long time and I I see the the things that 
the customers we have. Like as an example, I was having lunch with a guy yesterday, two days ago, and he had another lunch meeting with an, another woman who showed up at the ca- you know this cafe we were at. And he introduced me to her and she was like, oh, I, I know who you are. We use your system and it's really awesome. I, I love easy webinar and da, 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 da. And it's like, I, sometimes I don't feel that enough, you know, and I think that often t- sometimes I, I get so behind. So I, I feel sort of that it's like I'm, I'm invisible. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, when you see people that actually result have get results and benefits from it and they come to you and like, they, they, you see how sincere they are about the value that it's brought them. It's like, it, it really does help to validate many times over. I, I don't feel that way. Like I really have a fear of like, I want to do a live event. I have people that I've already said, I'll come to it. I want to be a part of it. I I've even talked about doing meetups and I have, I don't know what it is, but I, I think I just, I've not set those up even though I have all these people that want to come to it. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think it's, it's this sometimes the, like it's, it's either adding to the plate or imposter syndrome. And the, uh, the other side of it is like, I've had a crazy two, two, three year journey because, you know, on a personal side, my wife and I, we went through a massive crazy adoption process, right? So we went from zero kids three years ago to having three, right? And that was really a big change, a life change, which it was a big struggle because we were adopting two boys from Haiti. So we had to go back and forth. So a lot of 2016, to be honest with you, in 2017, I was traveling like every month to Haiti and or, you know, we had our our new baby who was also born in that same time. And so there was a lot of like just like not a lot of attention was, was I'm lucky that I had a team that was here that, that was still doing what they were doing all that time so that we could, you know, obviously generate decent revenue. But it was like a lot of my time was just committed to that. And, uh, was well, a big undertaking, you know, and then there's a lot of uh, emotional stress involved in that whole process. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, it was crazy. And like, just so, you know, often, I mean, no one really thinks about all the life stuff that can get in the way of, of what you're, what you're doing. But I, I kind of look at things like in seasons, like for the last two years, I was meant to not focus as much, you know, on the business, right. Or, or put more energy into personal time than necessarily in the business, because right now I have more time and I am focusing more on it. And I have been focusing more on actions that that take me out of my comfort zone because I wasn't able to do it in those two years of 2016 and 17 because I was automatically taken out of my comfort zone. I had to travel to Haiti and learn Creole and like fight to try to bring my kids home. So every day, especially going through that process was was a was a challenge. So it's like I didn't have energy to focus on the challenges (laughs) of what I was going to do to, you know, to, to have rapid growth. Right. So, so what habits or practices did you develop during those two years and what has carried over to help you deal with, with being out of your comfort zone and being stressed? I mean, does, do you meditate? Do you do cardio? What kind of things work into the yeah, fold for you? That's a great question. So 
for me, I love working out. I don't do it as often as I, as I can, but Pilates was really powerful, was really great for me. My wife has a Pilates studio. So that, that was, that was good. Running is, is a big deal. I don't do a lot of, of meditation, but some of the other things that I've, I've done is, um, I've gotten really, really set with my time. Like I don't work as much now. I have a Many days I can only work from 1130 till two and then that's it. And uh, because my kids maybe are coming home from school or or what have you, we have a full time nanny, but we have three kids. So if she's going to pick somebody up, I have to stay here while our baby, you know, our youngest is like taking a nap. Right. And so and uh, and so we have to. So a lot of my time right now is devoted to to family. And because of that, I have to be I'm really diligent on what I'm doing in the time that I have. And I've, I've, you know, I've definitely realized that, that the more time I had back in the day, never equivocated to more revenue, right? And I'm working less, I'm, I'm saying no more. That's the other reason I probably didn't do like, you know, haven't done an event yet is because I also just my time doesn't, I don't have a lot. And so I, I say more, I say no more often, And I'm kind of doing less in the business. But part of that is also that I've gotten better with delegation, um, with really delegating to a good team. And if you don't have a good team, it's hard to grow, you know, so we have we have a good team and we've tested out. I mean, we've definitely had our run in with like testing and failing, like to trying out a team member or, uh, you know, like dumping 20 grand into something that we think may do something that ended up not doing anything. Right. We've done that. There's a reason that smart people say hire fast and fire faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we we, yeah, it's, it used to be the other way around. Right. But right now, yeah, we're just, we, we've, we've, I find that the, that when you finally get a good team member, it's powerful, you know? And so we've, we've been able to, I've been able to be better with delegation and, uh, and things like that. And then, you know, the next step is working towards potentially hiring a CEO where we have someone who's kind of moonlighting in that, in that space with me but not officially that title yet. You know what I mean? So, because if I can step out of it and just be the, you know, the entrepreneur or still have a massive amount of input, but then have someone, people that I trust that can really get the job done. I feel like that's, it's a good place to, to sort of be. So I'm, that's kind of where we're at while we are also on sort of a, a plan of growth, both with coaching with how we're also doing coaching and, and training and teaching as well as the, the SAS, because I think it's important to basically have both. And it's also helpful because anytime I can bring a training to somebody, they, they stick around more. So. Yeah. Makes total sense. Well, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing your journey and I wish we'd had more time to talk about the adoption of your kids. Cause I think that's a, a great story, but Unfortunately, we're kind of bumping up against our time here. So if people want to follow up with you, though, and learn more about you, I mean, you're basically a little miniature Instagram celebrity over here with 100,000, almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. But what's the best way for people to connect with you after this interview and check out your tool? Yeah, uh, if you want to, you can you can go to Casey Zeman on on Instagram and and send me a direct message. And I answer every message. So, but you you can go to easywebinar.com and and check it out. And, and you can also 
uh, learn about how some people are using our system or, or go through a free, you know, webinar training or video series, but also on Facebook at Casey Zeman, you could just reach out to me there as well. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on. And it's always a pleasure every time we can catch up. I feel like it's been too long since we've really, really been able to catch up. But thanks for sharing your story. And I hope that some other people get a, lots of value on it. And hopefully more people go to a recurring model sooner. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, exactly. If, that, if that's the one thing to take away, it was a pleasure for me to be here. So thanks, Travis. All right. Thanks so much, Casey.